0: Welcome to the Drama-Free Living Podcast. It's Dennis and Lisa McIntyre And Lisa, I'm super excited about our topic today and really over the next couple weeks because it's something that our clients deal with. And I know you and I have navigated through this and we're calling these the 12 roadblocks of leadership. And what we're gonna talk about performance roadblocks. We're going to talk about personal character roadblocks.
1: Relational roadblocks and emotional roadblocks. But today we're focusing on um, performance roadblocks.
0: And I think it's super important that people start to see these things because if you can't see it, you can't change it. And what a level we're going to talk about is hopefully everybody's going to get maybe a sense of new sight and a new vision and go, hey, I deal with that. And then, okay, I see it. What do I do with it? So let's kind of just dive into it. And the first one we want to talk about is get ready for it. It's really fear of failure. Yeah, that's kind of a big one. And how many times do we get stopped because we're, oh, I don't know if it's going to work out or I don't know what's going to happen. And I think a little bit reframing even how we look at failure. I think one thing that people deal with sometimes is this negative self-talk and self-doubt. I know I never deal with it. No. Never, right? Never. Yeah, never. It, That's not you. Well, and it's kind of this inner critic that kind of tells people that they're not good enough. And I think we got to reframe some of the situations. And a lot of it is reframing. And one way to look at it, and I know you've ta- you've said this to me, is that you've said, wow, it must be really tough to live inside your head. It. It, and I sort of think <laughs> about that is that, wow, if I talk to myself right. the way that I, maybe I talk to my kids, like I would never talk to the kids the way that I talk to myself. I would never, ever think about talking to my team to our team, the way that I talk to myself.
1: And something, a phrase that I've used before would be, you know, you're maybe talking negatively about yourself and I'm like, hey, do not talk about my husband that way. I don't appreciate it. Or, hey, do not talk about my coworker that way. I don't appreciate you talking about my coworker that way. And and it's a little bit of a shock factor. They're like, oh, okay, yeah, that's true.
0: And I think it's really important that, you know, it doesn't really matter so much what other people say, Mm -hmm. but man, it really matters what you say about yourself. And the truth is, is that we all fail. And really, when you think about it, failure is just feedback. We never really produce, we never really fail. We just produce results. We are always getting feedback.
1: Now, it's not always the results that we want. So then we think of it as failure, but it's just another opportunity to try again and Try something differently.
0: Well, and you we typically never do things perfect or right. And we're going to talk about perfection here in a little bit. But you never typically do it correct the first time. I mean, it's like riding a bike. Nobody ever thinks, I'm going to get on this bike for the very first time and I'm just going to ride it perfectly never works I that way. I think everybody thinks that. <laughs> but I mean, nobody does I, it.
1: I don't get on a bike for the very first time and think, man, I am just going to go down the hill and I'm going to crash into the car at the bottom of the hill. Okay. I mean, okay. I know I think I go into but it. But you know thinking, you're going to crash. No, I don't know I'm going to crash when
0: I do <laughs> But you do crash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Fair enough. And so I think part of the strategy here is kind of to remind ourselves of our past successes, of where have we won? And it's this idea, I've done this, and I've done this, and I've done this, and now when I step out and look at this next challenge, I can step out and go, okay, I, I have some confidence. And I think that's the thing that it destroys the most with leaders, is you have this fear of failure, and so your confidence starts to erode. And then it leads to a whole slew of other issues. So this whole idea of just negative self-talk, it kind of happens when we have this fear of failure, or another one is maybe judgment or rejection. And this is almost worrying about what other people say about you or what other people think about you. And how many times does that happen? And we've said this phrase before is to not let people rent space inside your head. We say
1: that a lot in our Emotionally Intelligent course. Yeah. Just trying to drive it home.
0: Yeah. Because many times it's like we're stopped because oh, what will other people think? And honestly, what other people think about me is none of my business. And that's I mean—that's easier said than done, I think, sometimes. Uh, I try to live by that. But, it, but just step back and go, OK, I've got to just honor myself and really not judge myself and not worry about rejection. And I think part of this is really surrounding yourself with others that are yeah. really for you and really help you grow and, and really challenge you. And so it's a whole idea of fear of failure. And, and I think, so what, what do we kind of do about this? So my thinking is set realistic goals. Now, this is something I'm working on because I'm really good at setting unrealistic goals.
1: (laughs) I'm just not even going to say anything.
0: Well, You,
1: you have the idea of there's so much to do and there's so many great ideas. We can get them all done and being realistic on what we can do with the people we have, with the resources we have, and the amount of time we have. And so being realistic with that. So then we don't set ourselves up for failure from the start.
0: Well, and you think about if you're not living in the real world, then aren't you just living in a fantasy world? And how many leaders, they they live in this fantasy world that they think they can do more than they really can do. And and here's what we really tell a lot of our roundtable participants when they come in, because the people that come into these groups, they're very high achievers, they're very goal-oriented, and they're, they're doing amazing things. They're making incredible impact in the world. But we always tell them, listen, whatever goal that you tell us, we think you can totally do whatever revenue number, whatever influence, whatever impact whatever you want your family to look like, I totally believe it can happen. I'm just not always sure it can happen in the time frame that you set for it. Right. And I think that's true about me is that I know the goals are possible, but sometimes that time frame is is not realistic. And I think so setting realistic goals. And then I think really learning from failure. We did a whole podcast on, on the learning matrix. And that was one of our giveaways at one time. So listen, we'll even put in the show notes where you can get the learning matrix. So if that's something that would be helpful, we didn't even plan on sharing that. But that's something you can do where you step back at every experience becomes a learning moment. And if you treat every experience like a learning moment, it takes some of the sting out of that pain Because I think you want to take your pain and you want to make progress. And if you reframe your pain, hey, this is painful, how do I make progress? And we were talking about that in the car today. I was just sharing with you some of the pain that we were feeling, even some of these roadblocks that I was actually experiencing And, and really thinking, okay, that's the pain. How do we make progress from that?
1: Right. And how do you come to terms with the
0: pain? Yeah, because you typically only grow to your pain tolerance. And many of the pains that leaders that stop leaders are really these emotional pains that they face. And that's why we want to cover this in the next couple of podcast episodes. And so I think surrounding yourselves with others and, and then really just taking action and almost this whole idea of just do it afraid, right? You do it and you're afraid and it might not work, but you just come to grips with fear. I, I don't know if we shared this before, but it, uh, the snoobing example.
1: I think we have. Yeah. You, can, you yeah. can share it
0: again. Well, uh, I'll share it again where we we were in in Maui and we we're doing this excursion and they talked about snooping where they would take us down 20 feet or 10. Well, we
1: we went out to go snorkeling.
0: Right. And so they would take us down and we'd have to put on a little – like a – I don't know what those things are called.
1: I don't know. Like when you're diving, right. you know, the, air, diving the air tank is yeah, up, the air on, tank the, diving up on top of the raft.
0: Right. We're and, very technical in this podcast. <laughs> and right? you have the
1: mouthpiece, you know, that you breathe from the air tank.
0: That thing. So just email us, tell us what that thing is, because we don't even know what that thing is. But I, I remember as they were explaining this, we were both a little like freaked n- out, freaked out. And then we, and then I don't know if you or I said it, but I said, well, guess what we have to do? And you're like, we got to do that. You got to do it.
1: Because we were so freaked out about it. And there wasn't any valid reasons to be freaked about it. Yeah. And and I think just, just,
0: just. Coming with coming up with a new relationship with fear. I'm afraid of this, but that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to step into it. And how many times do leaders they let fear of failure really stop you? So so that's one roadblock. And but that's not all. We want to cover a couple more of this podcast episode. Yeah,
1: another performance roadblock is burnout and stress. And we um, we talk about burnout. We talk about stress. We talk about the importance of it. Nobody really pays attention to it. I mean, how much burnout is there going on? And we still do it. We keep doing it to ourselves. And I don't know. We, we need somebody to just kind of hit us upside the head and say, stop and listen. And so that's what I'm going to do right now. This is my little hit upside the head moment because I've got some stats, and I'm just going to read them, and they're not pretty.
0: Okay. Well, go ahead, go ahead and give them So
1: to us. a 2018 Gallup study, burned out employees are 63% more likely to take sick days. Wow. And they're two and a half more times likely to go job hunting. So, you know, if you're employees or if you are burned out in stress, you're probably going to take sick days either because you just have to have a day off and you don't have any choice but to take a sick day even though you're not sick or yeah. you are just sick. I mean, 63% more likely. That's kind of high. Okay, the 2019 American Institute of Stress found that stress contributed to 120,000 deaths in a year.
0: Wow. Just stress.
1: Just stress. Yeah, it's kind of sad. And it costs U.S. businesses up to $300 billion annually due to turnover, absenteeism, and decreased productivity.
0: Well, and here's what's interesting, Lisa, I think, is that isn't burnout and stress more of a mental-emotional issue than it is a physical issue? I it's, mean, there are physical components to it. There are there are things that happen to you your can, body. You can you can have
1: physical burnout and stress. It depends yeah. on the industry that you're in.
0: Yeah,
1: um, but a lot of this is the mental and the emotional stress. But any mental and any emotional anything mental and emotional will first show up in your body before you even know that there's something going on internally. And that's why it's one of those symptoms that. Hey, I'm feeling this right now. My back is really hurting. Okay, so what's going on?
0: Right, and it's not a back issue. It's a stress issue. It's something more emotional.
1: And it can be a it yeah. can be a back issue. It can be a muscle or a tendon issue, but a lot of times it can be an internal stress, mental, emotional emotional issue too. And, and so many, being able to pay attention to what's going on in your
0: body. And how many times do we just take care of the physical symptoms and we don't step back and kind of really get to the spider? Yeah. And really, that's, we have this whole spider and spider web that we deal with in the emotionally intelligence course. And we'll we'll, we'll put a link there so that you can get some more information yeah. on it.
1: Okay. And so, 2017, Harvard Business Another Review. I have one. Come on. I, I, have, I have two more. Reported that leaders who exhibit stress related behaviors can create a toxic work environment, leading to decreased engagement and satisfaction among team members. Okay. So, I mean, if you're totally stressed out and you're a leader, then you're basically going to spread that stress and that toxic toxicity into your environment and it's going to cause decreased engagement. It's just going to cause a just not a not a fun place to work. And who wants to work somewhere where it just is like you're stepping into poison. Yeah, because I, I think it's fun. this
0: principle that you teach what you know, but you produce who you are. Mm-hmm. And, if it, and if it's in you, it's going to come out of you. Yeah. And whoever has that dominant emotion typically is the one who wins. And so when you have that toxic dominant emotion, it really spreads out. And if you're
1: the leader in that environment, then mm-hmm. you're going to be the prevailing um, influence on the um, environment and on the ap- at the atmosphere of the environment. Okay, and we,
0: we, we just went through working genius. And, and if you haven't done working genius, we'll put something in the show notes about this. But the one thing that you told me was fascinating is whoever the leader is, it's like, what is it? Times two, their yeah, strength they're, is they're, times two.
1: Right, their um, capability, their their top working genius capability is multiplied times two. And it totally makes sense because they're the leaders. They're the ones with the most influence. So you almost count them as as
0: two people. So almost like if they're a little bit toxic, it's like they're really toxic. Mm-hmm right and that's why it's so important for leaders to really be emotionally healthy because you really produce who you are and i'm that's why i'm excited we're covering some of these roadblocks and these emotional roadblocks that people yeah. have
1: and also 2015 journal of applied psychology high levels of stress can reduce individuals ability to generate creative ideas and solutions hmm. and Being creative and creating solutions is crucial in our world today. As as fast as we're changing, as many things that are thrown at us between technology and even health and pandemics, I mean, you have to be functioning at peak, peak creativity, peak solutions oriented to even be able to to survive, yeah. much less thrive in, in our world today.
0: And that's why it's so important to really take care of yourself. So I know I got some things on self-care or, you know, so what, what yeah. are some so strategies?
1: so how overcoming strategies. Okay, number one it would be prioritize your self-care. You know, take care of, you know, there are so many stress management techniques <laughs> out there. Right. You can find them all over. There's exercise, there's meditation, there's time management, there's all kinds of things that you can do that just kind of help you lower your stress and it's super easy to to find those solutions. But the interesting thing is, is the things that work for you may not work for me. And so-
0: you, Wait a minute, you mean reading a, the new Jack Reacher novel yeah. does not work? Listen, we will put in the show notes all the Jack Reacher novels. We'll, we'll figure okay. It out. Okay, Let, let's, let's just let's, keep going. Let's okay. keep going
1: because that would That's just, very stress relieving. That would, that would stress me out. But so, so if you come upon something that this is supposed to be, these are six things to do for burnout and yeah. one of them or two of them works, just go to the next website or go yeah. to the next psychologist and, okay. and look and see what they recommend. Because for each person, person. There's different things. Um, there are basic things like the amount of sleep that you're getting and mm-hmm. what you're putting in your body as far as eating and and daily movement and being outside. Those are things that the people have, that they have shown across the board. It really helps. Yeah, Another,
0: but, but Can I just mention real quick, because the best expert on you is you. Mm-hmm. So you find out what works for you and only, you know, what rejuvenates you because what we re- just, for example, Lisa, like reading Jack Reacher novels, that would stress you out mm-hmm. that reju- right? You have different things that you do. And so really knowing you is huge.
1: Yeah. Um, so another thing to overcome stress and burnout would be to delegate tasks when possible, um, and also set boundaries to prevent burnout. So hmm. what time is quitting time? I you don't, know, I don't if, think we
0: do that real well personally. Sometimes,
1: if you you can speak for yourself, I'll speak for
0: myself. I don't. What
1: well. what, what are what are the boundaries that you're going to put on? Mm-hmm. You know, the yesterday I think it was. We we just took a lunch break. So we remote work. We work from wherever it is we happen to be. And you said, hey, I'm going to take a lunch break. What a novel idea. <laughs> take a lunch break. We're going to take an hour lunch break. Now, and you, then, now and you know then, there are people listening
0: to our podcast that go, really? That's novel to you? <laughs>
1: some more bureaucratic sit- settings, you yeah. you just have to do that. and right. And it's much more regulated yeah. for us because we remote work. And we set our own schedules to actually take a lunch break. And it's not a lunch break with your phone, with your (laughs) iPad, or with your computer. It's a lunch break that you completely physically and mentally unplug from what you're doing. And uh, we went and we went for a walk outside in the sunshine, in the fresh air, and we just kind of enjoyed that. And it was a resetting. Um, We could have totally talked business, we could have had our phones, we could have caught. Up on some of those calls that were so important, but yeah. we needed to mentally be able to shut down. And those are also, you know, it's like, what time do you shut down for the day? Hmm. Do you bring all of your work home? And I, in certain jobs, in certain industries, you have to continue to work beyond your hours, but. Is there a kind of a time that you could just say, okay, this is enough, this is good enough for right now, and I'm going to shut it down? But then it's not just closing down your computer or putting away the paperwork that you brought home, but it's actually shutting down mentally and, and not allowing those thoughts. No, I'm not... I am not going to continue to stew over that project and those solutions.
0: It's the rubber band theory. If mm-hmm. I keep pressing the pulling the rubber band, it's going to break. But if yeah. I want to bring it back so it can stretch even more.
1: Yeah. Okay. And so another um, roadblock that we kind of need to deal with for performance would be a lack of empathy.
0: Hmm. I, I never deal with this. I don't yeah. know what you're talking about, right? Yeah. And, and so I think, I think this is really like people don't feel like you get them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so this whole idea of lack of empathy and really understanding other people's perspectives, and I think especially sometimes senior leaders maybe deal with this more, is that they they can be very dogmatic because they're passionate about their ideas. I would, We were just talking about just recently about how my, my big sort of pain is that I have so many ideas and I love all these ideas and we're just not gonna do all these ideas. And that's painful for you. It's very Because painful.
1: they are great ideas, but we talked about it and it was it's a great idea, but is it for now? Yeah, And is it for the people that we have and the resources we have and figuring out? But but me being able to empathetically listen to you and let you just kind of...
0: It, it was very cathartic for me. It, and I think we have to create space for people to do that because if we can connect with people and connect to their heart, and Lisa, we were talking about it is that uh, really let's just call it on the podcast. We, we have an amazing team and we really get things that you know, we don't deserve. Like We get their love and they're, you know they're behind us. We get their creativity. they are things that we can't pay for that they, they actually give us, but it takes time to really connect on a personal level because- you know, In
1: a professional manner.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because people want to feel like, hey, you get me. You don't have to be like me But you do have to get me and know where I'm coming from. And and I think you embody that really well. I've learned a lot, you know, from you. And so I know that kind of having this self-awareness and just really realizing, okay, am I connecting? And then really just kind of seeking support. Uh, You know, you have a therapist. I have a therapist. And that's one of the best things because it's these safe places for us to go and have these kind of conversations that become very healing. Mm -hmm. and, And people need that space. And I think you know realizing that leadership is a journey. We're, we're all on this journey, and nobody is perfect. And so, really realizing that people aren't perfect, and I'm not perfect, right? And so, not really expecting it. Lisa, this is this has been great. I mean, well, one thing that we didn't talk about we we do have a brand new just self assessment called mm-hmm. the Leadership Scorecard, where we talk about 24 capabilities. Of leadership.
1: Yeah. And we've discussed some of these on our recent podcasts between our um, my Death of a Micromanager podcast and some of our, um, I'd say probably the last two or three months of our podcast. We've talked about some of these different capabilities and we created this scorecard so you can just real quick sit down and look at it and say, Yeah, gosh, I'm really not doing very well on that without having to sit and ponder and think and journal and spend weeks and months over where you're at. It's just a really quick, hey, where are you at on this? Rate yourself one to five.
0: And yeah, and that's why we do, that's why we created it. It's really is a self development tool for you. So we're going to put a link in the podcast. Just go to that link, click it, download the tool. It is literally just a couple pages. It takes you about three or four minutes just to fill it out, and it's going to show you your blind spots, twenty four different areas that you can grow. Because if you can't see it, you can't change it. And so we wanted our our listeners to to have that. So it's there, um, Lisa. For you, what was uh, what was the big takeaway for you today?
1: I think my biggest takeaway today was. Gosh, we just really – everyone's talking about burnout and stress, mm-hmm. and there's so many statistics talking about how deadly it is. I mean, would you walk in the, across a busy interstate because you wanted to get to the other side when you know there's so many cars going so fast and the likelihood that you're <laughs> going to get hit is pretty big? And that's kind of what burnout and stress is, wow. is it's walking across an interstate that's – you know, full of traffic. And it's going to get you one way or another if you don't deal with it and if you're not smart. And we have to actually sit down and pay attention to all of these things. And, and, and remember, this is, just not, this is just not healthy.
0: Yeah, that's really good. I think for me, it's this whole idea of inner critic. And I know there's been many many times that I've really dealt with it. And just also stepping back and just really watching how I talk to myself because how I talk to myself really determines how I feel. And how I feel is my responsibility. So if I want to change my feelings. I got to change my self talk. And so stepping back and realizing hey, when is that inner critic talking? And just have him shut up sometimes. Wow. Yeah. I, I think That's pretty
1: straightforward. Well,
0: I think he needs to shut up sometimes. Okay, so listen, this has been fun. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being with us. If you want the, the leadership scorecard, a quick self-assessment, 24 capabilities, we're going to give it to you for free and uh, just take it, use it, and uh, be a better leader. And-,
1: and next time we will talk about personal and character roadblocks in the roadblocks of leaders.
0: Awesome. We'll see you next time on the Drama Free Living Podcast.